You're about to experience filling the air with words. Version 2.0, honoring Jane Shannon, who co-created this sometimes snarky, sometimes profane, usually entertaining, conversational podcast. Michael Stusser is one of the most brilliant, thoughtful people I have ever met in my life. I've known Michael for about 10 years. Michael is a founding member of Green Spa Network, which is now called GSN Planet. And he has one of the most extraordinary day spas I've ever been to. It's called Osmosis. And maybe we'll talk about the uh, enzyme baths at some point. But right now, things are kind of different. So thanks for joining me, Michael. Tell me what's going on. Where do you want to start, personally, or uh, in the bigger picture, or I think with Sonoma County, or <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Michael is in uh, Sonoma County, California, and the actual town is not Freestone, is it? What's the actual? Well, town? Osmosis is in Freestone, and Sebastopol is the more notorious uh, epicenter of the culture here. Yeah, this is hippie world. We could say you maybe used to be a hippie, or we could maybe say you still are a hippie. What would we say? Once the uh, hippie virus got born into our veins, it could never leave. Yeah. yeah. So uh, at some fundamental level, there is an ethos that was incubated early on in our lives. It continues to inform us in certain ways. So what is your hippie virus telling you about COVID-19 virus? (sighs) This is the, the biggest opportunity we've had to show up and be real with everything that mm, is important in our lives. If important means leading with your heart and believing that love is the answer and knowing that we're all interconnected. That really has brought that to the forefront. Everything you just said is exactly where we are. And I've talked to a lot of people already for this podcast and just in general about that. And that is the upside of all of this. I think everyone uh, who's conscious would agree with that. But there is a significant downside. And I know you've had to shut your business. The stock market hasn't been kind to anybody who has stocks. You've had to lay off employees. I know that you have mindfully over the last 10 years that I've known you really worked hard to your employees. The, the times I've been are just extraordinary humans and do amazing healing work. Talk about, because osmosis, would I be right in saying that it's really like your heart, your life's work? That's a fair claim. I mean, 35 years building this uh totally unique retreat center on five acres in one of the most bucolic locations in Northern California that you could imagine, enhancing an environment that was already a paradise before we ever touched it, just building up all the uh, incredible gardens and architecture and physical plant and the incredible staff of uh, amazingly gifted people who really do lead with their heart. And uh, really closing it down was so hard because um, the last two days we were open. So many of the people uh, I talked to down there were telling me how incredibly grateful the guests were that we were still open, that they could be receiving these treatments that they needed more than they ever have in their life, given what was going on. And the practitioners talking about how 
they felt they were born for this moment to be able to give what they were giving was so overwhelmingly empowering and important to them. Yeah. So there, there was definitely a very strong sentiment that wanted to stay open. As I became aware of the risk, um, I knew we had to close. And uh, I actually wanted to close sooner than we did by a day or two for that reason. But I, I needed the rest of the folks to get up to speed and actually believe that it wasn't some kind of uh, conspiracy that was forcing it to do it and that it was different than the flu. Because um, people were still telling me that, that, yeah, well, if you get sick, you get sick. It's, it's just like the flu, you know, what's the big deal? And uh, it's really hard to have a conversation with somebody who doesn't have their facts right, you know. So um, I went through a couple of days of having to, as gently as possible, disagree without being disagreeable. And um, it was tough. It was tough. Yeah, all the spas in the country, pretty much all of them are closed now. When it's going to be uh, safe to open again, of course, is a complete unknown. Looks like it's going to be a couple of months. Anyway, that's not new information for anybody who's paying attention right now. <laughs> yeah, probably but, not. I, I get that. And I appreciate the fact that we're all making tough decisions right now. Me, way less than you, obviously. But do you think, now that you've had a couple of days in the aftermath of all this, do you think it's absolutely the right thing to do? Or do you have any questions about about what you did and oh, no 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 i have absolutely no doubt i'm sheltering in place here i'm past 70 i'm in a high risk group and uh fortunately my daughter's here unfortunately she had to leave uh, what was turning out to be the best year of her life her first year of college loves her professors loves her school loves her classmates loves what she's learning I mean, this the dream story of your kid having their first year in college and boom they're all moving out of the dorms falling their eyes out. I mean, prime time of life, prime experience. But she's here. She wanted to come here and um, be here and shop for me. She and my other daughter don't want me going out and they're feeling very protective and that feels good. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, you said this earlier, this is certainly the most unique experiences in in our lifetime. (laughs) And we're pretty effing old, right? I mean, so we've been around, we've seen a lot of stuff. Is there anything that you can compare this to that you've experienced? No, no, not even close. Not even close because uh, there's so many dimensions to it that are completely altering everyone's life at the same time around the world. And it's all unfolding in real time, day by day. And there's there's no playbook for this. The twin uh, factors of everybody having to face their mortality and uh, the distinct possibility that it could be you or anybody you know next. And at the same time, having like all commerce grind to a complete and total halt. Well, not all, but I mean, basically entire global financial situation is completely altered in days yeah. more dramatically than, than, than anything we've ever experienced before. One thing I've been trying to figure out on my own, and I'll, I'll tell you 
kind of how I've been processing it. And since you're in California, I feel like it's important to share this specifically with you. Undoubtedly, as a, a, a current hippie, you had times in your life where you were out in the ocean, maybe naked, maybe on a surfboard, right? You had something going on. And I've been seeing this whole thing. This is what's been comforting me, and I want to get your reaction to it, is, you know, the waves of the ocean, right? They're very unpredictable, but you can be certain they're always going to be there, whether it's low tide, high tide. To take it into the surfing world, I used to surf in New Jersey, which people always go, wow, you must have just had some really big waves, man. <laughs> but, uh, you know, even with our two or three foot waves, you'd catch a wave, you know, sitting on top of the world, right? Jen and Dean, was it? And it would feel great. You'd be up there and you'd be sailing along and everything was wonderful. Then there would be other times you'd get up there and you'd wipe out and it'd be awful and it would feel terrible. Then there would be times you lost your board. I mean, you see where I'm going with this. And the idea, I mean, emotionally here in Oregon, it's been pretty much that way. And you're obviously experiencing these waves of kind of normalcy. You know, you have your daughter around and that's awesome. And you're healthy now and that's awesome but then you look out your window or you watch the news and it's just is like you get hit in the head with your surfboard so is that kind of a I, I just like to get your reaction whether that resonates or not oh my god are you kidding sure i was um really marveling a few days ago at my inner calm having to in a matter of days dismantle an operation that's taken 35 years to build and to just stay focused on the task at hand and not lose my wig or get mad at anybody or have wires fray and just do it all and I attribute that a lot to the fact that I've been really involved for my entire adult life in a very committed meditation practice and then uh, last night I uh, was really having a hard time doing that practice. And I just feeling the uh, incredible amount of um, suffering that's going on right now around the world. The fear, the dislocation, the uncertainty. I mean, my God, to be sheltering at home in uh, this bucolic, you know, pastoral Sonoma County is like, it's as good as any vacation, really, if I uh, can remove from my mind the outside world, which really, uh, aside from the fact that we're supposed to stay home, hasn't really touched us in any visible way. I mean, can get totally uh, absorbed in junking out on news. And, but if you turn it off, it's like, it's just the same as any other time. But certainly, um, not the case. You know, it's a very strange dissonance between where I am and what I'm experiencing moment to moment and what life is like for many, many people. And it's really sinking in. And I'm just, just feeling that. And trying to figure out, well, what is it that um, I should be doing to help? I don't have an answer yet, but I'm certainly, the question is really, arising and um because it's not good enough to just be smugly sitting off in my little corner and 
drinking my elderberry syrup. Uh, <laughs> um, so other than meditation, which I'm also with you on that, I, I think there have been times in the past when, when we've talked about it, what, what other things are you doing or thinking about doing in regard to self-care? Uh, well, I have a pretty vigorous regimen that uh, I'm just beefing up. I mean, I, elderberry syrup is a really good thing to be taking. <laughs> is that what you're drinking now? Yeah. Good job. <laughs> and, um, you know, spirulina is a really good thing to help boost immunity. If you have spirulina, that's a good thing to be taking every day. Hot beverages, anything you can do to knock down um, the possibility of anything getting going in your throat, because that's where it starts. Right. It starts in your throat before it goes into your lungs. It's usually there for a couple of days. So if you can keep any, uh, everything knocked down in your throat, that's, that's quite good. Um, sleep, of course. I mean, that's critically important. And I think a lot of people don't understand that, that it's um, just such an essential ingredient for being resilient and uh, helping boost your immune system. And taking the time to be outside and connect with nature I mean, are just critically important and trying to minimize uh, media consumption because it's a very toxic brew that's coming out yeah. right now. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, th I think that there's, um, there's two numbers that keep changing every day dramatically and one of them going up and one of them is going down. And uh, that's the stock market and the death count. Right. And um, that's going to drive more change than uh, anything we've ever seen in your life. Well, let's talk about that because, I, you know, with you, I know you're very future minded. I mean, that, that was a really terrible sentence, Michael. I'm so <laughs> sorry. You're future minded. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. But you're thoughtful. You think about things deeply. You're very focused on the environment. You're very focused on politics. You're very focused on healing. I mean, your backstory is something we could talk about for hours and hours. Given that, given your experience in this world, where you've come from, how you feel, what occurs to you when you think about this will be over? I, I mean, hopefully this is not the apocalypse, which of course some people are saying it is. When it's over, what do you think, what do you hope for, I guess is the question. Well, I don't think that we're ever going to go back to um, the level of consumption that we saw before this started. I think that um, there's going to be an entirely different approach to how we do things on the other side of this. Uh, many things are going to change. There's just going to be a huge opportunity to reshape a lot of the things that everybody has taken for granted that just have to be. Like we just have to keep doubling the size of our airports every 10 years. That we just have to build so many more jetliners every year to keep pumping more of the hydrocarbons into the atmosphere at 30,000 feet. That we just have to have a growth economy. I saw a cartoon that I thought was very telling. It showed the Grim Reaper at somebody's door and the guy is opening the door 
the guy opening the door says, oh, I thought you were the coronavirus. And it says on the Grim Reaper's shirt, climate change. Yeah. And there's such a clear connection. Here's something that is this innocuous virus that's a teeny tiny thing compared to climate change. And look at the disturbance it's creating, even if the worst possible projections take place and millions of people die worldwide, it pales in comparison to the impact that we're going to see from climate change. It is my distinct impression that when people get into the third and the fourth week or the second month, the third month of what we're going into, people are going to start to connect dots that they weren't connecting before. I mean, part of what has allowed us to come to the point where we are is the incredible pace of life, which has been accelerated, in my opinion, very much by the speed of microprocessors. When they first came out with the Macintosh in 1984, it ran at 8 megahertz, which is just about the, the speed that the human brain functions. And then, you know, year after year, it just got doubled and doubled and doubled and doubled and doubled and doubled. And the way people are living unconsciously, they're thinking they have to keep up with the speed of the microprocessors. And as a result, uh, we've just gone willy-nilly into this hyper unconscious, consumptive, very aggressive, fast-paced way of living, which is completely unsustainable and is absolutely destroying the natural world at an insane pace. And uh, so now, as insidious as this is, all of a sudden, everybody around the world has to stop in their tracks and come to reckon with these very, very basic features of life, our our mortality, how we put our bread on the table, and the quality of our daily lives. Uh, All these things are being altered dramatically around the world right now. And we're just at the beginning, and we haven't even gotten rolling with this puppy yet. We always joke in the podcast world that I hope our listener is getting something out of this, right? So is there any kind of optimistic thing other than, you know, the things we've touched on? I mean, from a, from a heart thing, you're, as I said earlier, you're a real heart guy. What is your heart telling you about how this is going to end up? Wow. Well, like I said, I think, you know, we're still in the beginning of this in terms of the extent to which it's going to disrupt things. I mean, you can still go to the grocery store and get food. You can still go to the gas station and put gas in your car. The impact of this disruption is, I mean, not to be negative or discouraging, but it's it's probably going to get to be a lot more disturbing before things get better. And and I think the hopeful thing is that when it, people finally realize that the only way that it's going to get better is for people to adopt a more kindly, compassionate way of how they are interacting with each other and with the natural environment. I'm seeing it a little bit up here in Portland that there, there is a feeling where people are reaching out more. They're connecting in, in real ways. And 
maybe if this does last, and I agree with you, it's going to last for probably way longer than we even think it is going to now, there could be a transformation, right? Remember when we were in California together? I mean, that was the whole thing we kept talking about was transformation. And that is what is going to have to happen for us to come out of this, us being the world, as you pointed out. Uh, it's going to have to happen. And it's going to have to happen, I think, pretty quickly after everything, quote, returns to normal, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we're getting close to the point now where the valuation of people's life savings has been cut in half. Right in a matter of a couple of weeks. That alone, not to mention how many people are not going to have jobs to come back to because their companies had to contract and because people won't have any money to spend. Look, when we get to November, the condition of this country is going to be unrecognizable. And the culpability of the 45th and the severity of this thing is completely unconscionable. People, I don't know, I, I think that this is one of the good things that'll come out of it. I, I think people will be lined up three times around the block to vote him and all of his enablers out of office. That's what I think. I'm going to let you go in a minute. Is there anything that you can think of? And you know this from all the interviews we've done together. My last question is always anything on your mind that we haven't touched on, or do you want to go back over something again that you said like what's what's in your brain right now, Michael Stusser? I just love Mark Nepo. Do you know Mark Nepo? I do not. He's a fabulous poet and writer, mm -hmm. and uh, his book has been the best-selling book not only at Osmosis but on the New York Times for twenty years now. It's called The Book of Awakening, and uh, there's a passage for every day in that book, and uh, it is something to read every day with someone you care about. And uh, he's just written a beautiful piece about the virus that is uh, out there. It's on my Facebook page if you want to grab it. Okay. Send it around to people who are on this call. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. So, yeah, I think that's a good place to leave it. Michael Stusser, California, Sonoma County. I'm so glad you're doing this. It's great. It's wonderful. And, uh, keep it up, man. I will. I would like to check back in with you. Is there anything that um, people can do financially? Are you? I mean, are you thinking like GoFundMe yeah. page or what's going on? You know, on? if uh, buy gift certificates. Buy gift. Go online. You can buy gift certificates on our website. It'd be a great way to help us uh, maintain the property with no income. And uh, then when this is over, you know you got a spot and you're in line. And your website address is osmosis.com. Uh, Maybe our listener will buy a whole bunch of gift certificates. You never know, man. Love it. Great to see you. Thank you so Great. much, Michael. And be, be well, stay healthy, be safe, all that, and keep smiling. All right. All Thank right. you, Robert. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye. You've been listening to Filling the Air with Words, version 2.0. Find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and Twitter. Dedicated to the life and memory of our friend Jane Shannon.